Hello everyone and welcome back to the Friends You Can Keep podcast. Um, we did record our Leave the World Behind <laughs> bonus episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, it is audio exclusive. Because we were in jammies. And it will have, <laughs> well, I just didn't. No, it was just a... I didn't think it mattered enough. No, we needed to get it out there before I forgot about And it ended up being book. a longer episode than I thought it was going to be. Like, it is like a full... It's the length of a full episode, but... There's a lot more differences than we kind of realized, too, I think. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, though. But it's no. audio It's audio only. Um, when this comes out, it will have been uploaded the previous Wednesday. So if you're watching this on YouTube and you want to check it out, go ahead and check it out. If you don't really care because you didn't see the movie or you don't care about the movie, that's also fine. Um, the only note I have before we jump into other stuff is I had an ad literally shortly before we recorded this on Facebook for Life is Good, their whole new... Oh, the shirts. I'm like, what? Yeah, the clothing brand. Mm-hmm. Their brand new line. Oh. Of shirts featuring Mickey and Minnie. Oh no! But they're Steamboat Willie. Oh, Mickey God. and Minnie. Of course. And I, I thought, thought maybe they had a collab. Not that I at all care. But that was my thought. Was like you're a big enough company. We're like yeah. Why you could have done a collaboration with Disney? I'm surprised. Wait, do they? I do don't. They what? I don't think they do that. What? They're like collaborations. Image- yeah. Don't they have a? Where do they have a? Isn't there like a store at Hershey Park? Well, yeah, but it's they're not. That's just a store. It's not like. But I think if you go in there, there's Hershey Park merchandise. That's like life is good. Hershey Park merchandise. Oh. Yeah, but do they? Okay, so then they do it because there's there's ones that are like. I think, because I have one that's strictly Canadian. Let's find out if they do. But I don't think they do collaborations with, like, characters, I mean. Life is good. So, like, for them to collaborate with Disney. Unless, is there a store down there? Probably not. What brand is Life is Good? Blah, blah, blah. This probably isn't going to tell me. Um, let's see if their website has anything. Why didn't you just type in collaboration? I did, and it didn't. So when you go to their website and do yes. collabs, Sunday Fine Wine, iRocker Paddleboards and Docks, Martin Guitar, Rio Beach Chairs and Umbrellas, High Sierra Backpacks, Sea Bags Recycled Totes, Berkshire Blanks and Beach Towels, All Good Sunscreen. Yeah, but they don't, that's... Buffalo Puzzles and Reef Flip Flops. So they've partnered with quite a few Yeah, people. but I don't know that that's necessarily... Like, it's the life is good stuff well, think, on those. Yes. It's not the but other my, way around. But my point is they've still partnered with other brands. Yeah. And you're a big enough company where you could have partnered with Disney to do Disney it, merchandise. It just seems... Like, I don't care, but it's yeah. just shysty that you... Well, and it's like a sort of out of character because you don't when have... Well, I think it's that for everybody. The fact that that shit was done January 1st and, like, January 2nd, it was all these companies like, oh, here's our Mickey Mouse merchandise. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Come on. Really? 
But like nobody, I get it. But also nobody like, wanted to be left behind. It's also like wait, wait a month. No, because then it's too late. You're, you're. I understand it's too no late. No one cares. Well, I'm also, saying all of them should have waited because it's stu- Like it's so dumb, but, and it shows that clearly you had this shit made and ideaed before January first. Absolutely. Yeah. But if you wait too long, you Which, run the risk of that, all, like everything being rescinded and that it's copyrighted. But again. also, you better be careful because if you did have this all thought up and drawn up and everything else before January first, they can come get you. Why can't they? Because you didn't release it. It's only it only matters if you're selling it. It doesn't matter if yeah, you're but just, if you were in the pre stages of sale and you just oh we're just gonna wait. The same thing with those movies that are coming out. Yeah, that you, were already shot. It and doesn't made. matter. You can do it. You just can't ever release it. Because it's the same thing. Like I could just be sitting at home doodling all this shit. They can't. They're not gonna come after me. Yeah, but my point is like with those movies. Those movies were shot and made, and they just waited till down to mm-hmm. release it, and then they released it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, trademark law or copyright or whatever it is that yeah, but, is up. Yeah, I'm not but I'm not saying you can't do it, but you can't there, tell me Dizzy's not going to make an attempt to go after you for the, it. For what? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Right, but there, there's nothing. Just because I was doing this as a pet project yeah, but, doesn't mean but anything. But from Dizzy's perspective, it, it's more of a why not? Yeah, but it does. They'd be paying a lot in legal fees for nothing. You think they care? Well, yeah. No, they don't. Because <laughs> they're not chasing that. They don't care at all. They have enough personal injury lawsuits, so they don't need to be chasing copyright. But they care a lot about the copyright because they tried for but the copyright years is to get the law changed for them specifically. It it doesn't matter. Like they there was no money exchanged until now. I'm just telling you what. I mean, I guess my somebody are. was making money. Well, no, no, probably not. I just thought it was funny that I saw that. And like a lot of the stuff I've seen has been smaller companies. And then for for me to see it on them, I'm just like, come on. Like, you're not some small business mom and pop internet t-shirt company. Like, you're a big enough company. It's just weird, too, though, that like. And they have tons of shirts. Do you think that like, like people I swiped through need them. to come to your brand to get well, Disney merchandise? Because but they what's don't. weird is too, like you said, with like we both said, with their other brand deals, it is their logos and their stuff on the other merchandise. This yeah. is literally well, it's I a think life that Martin is good, guitar. They might. It's have. a life is good shirt, but instead of the guy, it's Mickey Mouse. It's yeah, Steam, it's Willie. It's not Steamboat Willie. It's Willie. Like it's literally just a life is good shirt. It's well, no, you can't call him Steamboat Willie. Um, But like, I mean, because his his likeness is public domain, not his name. Yes, because the name's probably. But um, but yeah, I just think it's hysterical that it's just a life is good shirt. They just swapped the guy out for Willie. Yeah. That is Which weird. is worse. Like, you couldn't have done anything more original than this. <laughs> like, this is, this is the bottom of the barrel of, like, oh, the trademark's up? Just take the guy off the shirt and put this on there. Yeah. Like, it's so stupid. But they must have thought, like, there's a market here. I'm sure Oh, there, there is. definitely is. Those shirts are definitely going to sell out. But, like, it's just stupid. But, but for what reason? Because people gobble that shit up. But it's not... 
because you're getting the because it's it's you're gonna have the if that's the crossover of Disney people and Life is Good people because Life is Good people are no different than Vineyard Vines people and oh, like all right. those it's weird finally, clothing brand yeah. people. But like you're not, it's not authentic in any way. No. So it's not like it just seems strange, and you're paying more than you would for a Life is Good shirt than you would for a Disney shirt. So you might as well yeah. just. I mean, they are really nice. Like, they're very comfortable. They're very I'm not soft. saying they're not good quality, but, but, like, you go to that store in Canada, and I just... T-shirt is, like, $75. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Their sweatshirts are very expensive. Yeah. The T-shirts are, like, not terrible. When but. you walk around there and feel everything, and everything feels so nice, yeah. everything looks nice, it's got a good look to it. They do last. It. They last a long time. They last a long time. time. But, like I said, you go to the clearance rack, and a T-shirt is still $50. And it's like, are you fucking high? You think I'm paying this for an on-sale T-shirt? Yeah. Like, No. Not happening. Um, that's the only note I have. I have a um, a TikTok video, surprisingly enough. I can see Robin's hand in the monitor. It's very creepy. <laughs> He's sleeping, like, on his belly, palms up, and his hands are very dark in the monitor. I'm currently in the midst of a, um, while I, just to kind of vamp while I find this, I'm currently in the midst of a back and forth on Instagram because, so there's all this shit about whoever the new, like, she's doing something with Star Wars, I don't know, she's a director maybe, I don't know, it's a, it's a woman doing something with a Star Wars show, I believe. I stopped following Star Wars because I really don't care. Um, But she put out some statement about, like, women have always been a big deal in Star Wars. It's time mm -hmm. that, like, a woman direct a Star Wars movie because that has never happened. And it started on Facebook because that's where I saw the initial post about that. And immediately it's all these dudes in the comments. post itself said, like, she couldn't be more wrong. Because her whole thing was about, like, how influential women have been on Star Wars. And I'm like, first of all... I mean, y'all drool over Princess Leia and, Leia and her little bikini, well, what cracks, so you what can't What cracks me. me up is, like... And I thought that with... Because the... So the comment I'm doing on Instagram, a girl who is a cosplayer that I follow, she cosplayed as Rey a while ago, and the video she put up was that. But the audio is some weird radio show... It was this woman, it's not a woman associated with Star Wars, I think she's just like a DJ on that radio show, but it's this video and she's talking about like, she doesn't understand why women are so upset about it because women don't even watch Star Wars. Like if you have to try and take something and twist it around to fit your gender, even though you have nothing to do with it, and it's just, and her, she's been posting all these different TikToks that people are sharing where it's like videos of women at the theater, women at Galaxy's Edge and Disney World, and trying to combat this very stupid notion that women don't watch Star Wars properties. Like, that's, first of all, the dumbest thing I've ever heard yeah. in my life. To say that there is an entire series of movies, TV shows, video games, that that entire market has always only been men... <laughs> Probably in the 70s, it was, like, more men, but I feel like 
in in the era of the cosplay, I think it's probably but I think tipped even, pretty even. I think even then, to no, say Pluto it was all men... It. No, not but all. Like, to say it was all men kind of gives this weird idea that, like, women aren't dorky and women can't be nerds. Because, like, oh, why would you watch Star Wars when you can watch The Real Housewives and the Barbie movie for the billionth time? Like, it's a weird, like... It's a weird thing that well, women yeah. can't and don't watch Star Wars. Well, it's also very sexist. Like, are we not smart yeah. enough to understand it? But she we, put that we, video We're not up, allowed to be interested in space? And some guy commented that, um... Because they're making a movie about... Which I'm very confused. It's it's a movie starring Daisy Ridley as Rey. Like, she is the lead character. But she was also the lead character in Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. So I don't understand why this is a big deal now when she has been the focal character. Her? For, I think it is, like, it's her. It's solely her, I'm guessing, is what it is. There's no Finn. There's no Poe. There's, right, no right. there's no anybody else. There's no Mark Hamill. It's just her. I'm, I'm guessing. Kylo Ren is done. Adam Driver said, like, my character is dead. They're not doing anything with it. Is he dead? Yeah, he died at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Oh, spoiler. Well, that movie was, that movie was hard. I think I already knew that. I just didn't remember. Um, <laughs> he did an interview where it was, and it was basically like, it's not that he wouldn't do it again, but he's like, they have nothing, they're not doing anything with that character anymore. Right, right. There's no flashbacks or um, whatever. Well, I don't. They might do that, but like, they're not probably not just... anything moving forward. Like his his story is over. You might see him in a flashback or something like that. But is he actually dead? I'm pretty certain. It's what? I mean, you like, can't, why would you, you can't say, say like... for sure because it's Star Wars. Oh, sure, fucking right, Palpatine right. came back in the last movie, and yeah. everyone thought he was dead since the '90s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but he commented that. The Ray movie will. The Ray movie is going to fail. Is going to be a failure like the sequel movies were, which is what they call the Disney ones of the sequels. As much as they're going to, as much as they were a failure, I simply replied and said, like collectively, those three movies made over four billion dollars at the box office. Like, to which I got back like, how the money doesn't matter and this and that, and I'm like, well, you can't call it a failure when it literally did the opposite of that. Right. What you're talking about is that you didn't like it and you thought the quality was lacking. That doesn't make it a failure. Well, also, if you thought... Okay, so I'll give you that. You saw the first one and everyone's like, this is shit. Why did you all go see all the rest of them then? It didn't stop I commented that. And some other guy replied in that, like, that he forms his opinion. He likes to see things before he forms an opinion about them. Well, if you hated The Force Awakens, right, like, and then you hated The Last Jedi, why did you continue to pay money to see Rise of Skywalker? Right. Like, you're complaining about an issue. You only hate it's the them same because thing, they're Disney. It's the same thing that I had when I, like, was done and fed up with WWE writing for a while, and dumb shit like putting titles on Bill Goldberg... I canceled my subscription to the WWE Network and I stopped watching it because at the end of the day, that's how you change things. One person doing it's not going to make a difference. But like, you can go on the internet and complain all you want about Star Wars not being good. When the movies make two plus billion dollars at the box office, they don't fucking give a shit about your opinion. No, and they're not going to change anything because... When uh, their series on Disney Plus are, like, the most successful series they have going, right. they don't care. 
But they also... So you complaining to a cosplayer girl that, like, female-driven Star Wars is not the answer? Right, but what you're really saying is something different. Well, and then, of course, because it's two white dudes, of course it's, the second you didn't like those movies, we were accused of being misogynistic and sexist and this and that, and it's like... What? Well, bro, you probably were. And if you weren't, you have to understand, and I said this to that guy too, perception is reality. When you come to a post that the entirety of the post is, like, women love Star Wars and women in Star Wars matter, and your immediate response is, like, no, they don't. Right. You're sexist. The perception is that you're sexist, so that is the reality. Why? why, because you didn't like a movie, are you seen as, because of Rey? Yeah, because she was the lead. So you complained about her, so immediately... Well, so if you didn't... So because we didn't like episodes... That is the straight white... That is the straight white male argument for everything. You didn't like Black Panther? Oh, well, the second I told people I didn't like Black Panther, I was was a racist, and I was this, and I was that, and it's like... Why didn't you like that movie? Because you probably are. It's the same with Captain Marvel. But again, if you didn't like these movies, you need to pick your battles. Because you're just on social media spewing nonsense wherever you go. So when the post is like, well, r- man, Black Panther was really empowering for young black kids. Right. And you comment like, this movie fucking sucked. And like, right. of course the immediate assumption yes. is you're a racist piece right. of shit. But because you're a white guy commenting about how bad this movie was on a post about how it was good for black children. <laughs> like, right. Like you need to. It's just if you wanna, dumb. If you want to comment how you didn't care for the movie, find the post from... Like yeah. Rolling Stone or somewhere where it's find just, a find a review of the movie right where not, it's just saying is it blockbuster is yeah. this or that like where it leaves yeah. out you know or just on the when he keeps telling me I'm glazing for Kathleen Kennedy and I'm glazing for I'm I don't glazing even know what that for means. I don't know either but he keeps using it over and over and over again and in my last reply I'm sure he replied to it by now but my last reply I put like P.S. You're overusing the word glazing. Go buy a thesaurus and fucking better your life. But that must be some kind of, like, one of those I'm guessing it's... Is it a young white guy or an old white guy? He looks like a young white guy. I'm guessing it's got something to do with... I'm sure it's got something to do with jerking off. No, I think it probably has to do with, like... You don't think it has something to do with jerking off? No. Let's see. Urban Dictionary. If it does, I would... Um, Overhype and overcompliment. Someone to the point of being annoying and cringeworthy. It's compared to being a kiss ass. That's what I was thinking. When you are meat riding someone or sucking no. up to them. That's what. What? Oh. I've never heard the word, the term meat riding. That's disgusting. Would you use Urban Dictionary? Yeah. Another term used when you are on another man's meat. Which is weird because everything on Urban Dictionary is this is a dude on dude. But according to that guy, I'm glazing for Kathleen Kennedy. Well, because the... Which should tell you something the, because I don't have a fucking clue. According to TikTok, this... I don't have a fucking clue what she's done for Star Wars. I don't know what her title was. Like, all I see is shit given to her about how bad Star Wars is. And I'm like, I don't really care. Because I don't, like... I came into Star Wars late. I didn't grow up watching Star Wars. Well, cause I you haven't were... seen all the fucking TV shows. Like, I think the last season of The Mandalorian was boring as shit. I think a lot of people did. Though. They're making a movie about it now, which like make the movie and end it. That should be your yeah, but they finale. Need, is the movie they need Grogu because he's 
Yeah, but put him in other series then. You've got like a billion other series that are coming out. You can meet him in Hollywood Studios. I want to see him. He's so but cute. I just think it's hysterical that like that's what I'm currently. And then he, the last one he put up was like, because I put like, you're in, read the room, buddy. You're in the wrong place than what you think you are. Well, there's another guy in here with a comment that has 194 likes on it. So clearly I'm not in the wrong room. And I'm like, bro, I don't give a shit what other, some other dude's comment, how but many likes it has. Look at the initial post you're commenting on. But what, what did his comment say? I didn't look at it. And he didn't say. So it probably doesn't agree with you. But even if it does, the point still stands of well, like, a, look at the initial post you're commenting well, right, on you don't and look at what here. you just told me. Some other dude. So you, and I'm going to probably take of a wild guess dudes. at some other white dude commenting on this. Of course it's this. dudes. Like, like, why you all think that you have any sort of Well, like, and of say. course, I also find it hilarious that the argument is we didn't like these movies. So we're sexist and we're misogynistic and this and that. The second I come in, I'm not defending those movies the sequels i'm not def- i'm not saying they were good rise of skywalker was dog shit last jedi and force awakens were good they were two completely separate movies they fucked up and had jj abrams do this one then jj abrams left ryan johnson did this one then jj abrams came back tried to erase what ryan johnson did and go back to doing his thing from the first movie. Like, you should have just contractually made J.J. Abrams or whoever you wanted to get. Who knows? But you should have set out. Like, we're going to make three movies. So whoever well, does this... Well, you know this, they already knew that. No movie... Oh, we're just making one. No, you're well, no, not. You're making three. No, I knew, they were, I knew they knew that. But my point is, then you should have set out, like, we're making three movies. So when you're contracted to do this, you need to do all three. Or you have someone write all three and then you have different directors, whatever. But, like, not a different director and writer, a different director and writer. Like, that's how you have a trilogy that doesn't work. So I'm not in any way doing that. George Lucas wrote those other three. But the second I do anything that I'm doing, this this cosplayer's not going to slide into your DMs, bro. Like... That's not what I'm here Maybe for. Maybe look at my profile, dipshit. Like, I'm married and have That's two disgusting. kids. I would report him. You think I'm looking for some cosplayer trick to slide into my DMs? Because also, if anything, if that's what I'm looking for, why wouldn't I just slide into hers? Like, right, that's not how it works. Why do you think I'm going to come on here? And I'm not defending her. Like, so at no odd. point did I... And it's the same thing I said, like... People do... Those kind of dudes do all the time. Where I'm also like... You keep telling me I'm glazing and I'm doing all this other bullshit. You brought up Kathleen Kennedy. I didn't. I didn't at all mention the girl who posted this. You did. Like, you bring up all the shit you're telling me I'm, well, like, that's what he's trying for. to defend. And it's like, okay, bro. <laughs> Guys on the internet are disgusting. Um, but back to the TikTok I have. Oh, and of course it's muted now. Sound removed due to copyright restrictions. So I'll just tell you what they are. Oh, no. Um, so the point of this is Rolling Stone magazine readers voted for the 10 worst songs of the 1980s. Oh, oh, yeah. You did say that you... I thought it was an article. No, it's a TikTok video. I, I didn't find the article. I guess I probably could. Um, well, if this, if this gives the song title... I should of- look to see how accurate this is. I'll tell you what the video is, and then I'll look it up to see if it's accurate. Because if this is accurate, I can't put blame on Rolling Stone because it's their readers. 
So if this is accurate, people, get your fucking head out of your ass, you snobby dickheads. Because in no way, shape, or form are these the ten worst is songs one of, them a Garth Brooks of the 1980s. No. Hmm. Um, the only blame I would put on Rolling Stone is, why did you publish this? You should have got this list back and went like, no, no. we're going to try this again, people. Like, you should have put this back out like, I don't think you read the headline yeah. of this correctly. You try know, again. You, worst. We're talking about worst. Um, so number 10 is Never Gonna Give You Up okay. by Rick Astley. Sure. I don't think that song's I that bad. I will give it to people because people associate that song as being a bad song. I don't think it's a bad Neither song. Neither do I. I think it's catchy as hell. I mean, I get like... It's got maybe, a great beat. Maybe it's annoying, whatever, but okay, fine. Um, number nine is the cover of Putting on the Ritz. Mm, okay. Sure. I mean, I've never heard it before. I heard it in the clip before it was muted. It probably belongs on this <laughs> list. Um, Mickey. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. Okay. Yeah, again, I'll give you that one. Yeah. It's not a terrible song. It's weird. I don't know enough songs from the 1980s to say, like, this doesn't belong in the top ten worst, but sure. It's weird, mostly. Yeah, it's not the entire list. I mean, Rick Astley's should not be. Um, number seven is Don't Worry, Be Happy. Yeah. What? The correct response is the response you somebody just had. Somebody came and pooped your bed. It's took. It's took your bed, but if you listen, it sounds like somebody came and put The music video is the guy singing it, Robin Williams, and the original oh, yeah. um, Mr. Noodle. Yeah. Like, number six is Rock Me Amadeus. Okay, fine. I'll give you that one for repetitiveness. Is it a good song? What about the... Not really, I but... I always feel like somebody's... Wa- oh, or um the... Uh, you say she's just a friend. Oh, baby. Number five, the safety dance. What? Yeah. Do people not get the 80s? Do we not get the 80s? I don't know. <laughs> What's funnier is, like, these are songs that are... That's the one where it's like... Da, da, we can da, dance da, if da, we want to. Yeah, yeah. We can what? leave your friends behind. Because your friends don't dance. And if they don't dance, well, they're no friends of that's mine. That's so 80s, though. Like, in my mind, but my other point is, like, 80s. you can't tell me these are the worst songs when some of these, like, these are used across movies and yeah, tv shows yeah. and like all kinds of shit that when you talk but, about songs you're using now, and you're telling me they're the worst songs but now we're looking at it from a post 80s perspective where movies are like i'm looking at back. it from someone who's born in 1993 yeah, but like i was born in the 80s but i don't yeah anything i remember is from the 90s you were born in 86 so like you were there for four years and i don't remember i don't remember no. literally anything Anything I remember is literally. But the also, 90s. like what we're what we are well, listening to then is hits from the eighties. But is it or in the eighties were those songs like really annoying and no one liked them? Yeah, but you can't tell me the people who voted on this were like, oh, only people who listened to this in the eighties. No one well, else is allowed to ask, vote on this. We should ask Jason. Because my whole thing is like, because I mean, he was a kid, but maybe he you, remembers. Like, because I'm not listening. I'm not listening to the safety dance because my parents listen to the safety dance. No, I'm listening to it because it gets played in TV shows, on the radio, in movies. So to me, that's a hit of the 1980s. If it was a horrible song, it wouldn't have stuck around. I just feel that's like kind of the point. Because I've never heard someone put on like you have to listen to this because it's so bad. Here's the safety dance. I've never heard someone do that. And it just this song feels, is so terrible. Listen to it. it just Rick Astley's so never going to give you up. Like. Like, it had, like, especially the safety dance. Like, that screams 80s to me. So that was six. Oh, my God. I forgot what number four was, and it just came what, up. What was number five? The safety dance. Oh, oh. Number four 
this is this makes no fucking sense to me. Number four is "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" what? by Wham. Wow, that one shook me when I saw it come up because mm. that blows my mind. <laughs> is September by Earth, Wind, and Fire on here? Because no. I feel like if "Wake Me Up" before September you... is like a, it's considered, a great song. considered one of the best songs of all time. It is. I think by a lot of people, which is very strange well, that's, to me. Uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go feels like it, that level of song. So I'm like, if that's on here... I don't know. What's number two? Uh, Lady in... Mm. Uh, number three. Lady in Red. Lady in Red. Okay. Yeah. I don't hate it. I like that song. B-101 classic. <laughs> Did you listen to too much B-101? Because I feel like they were heavy on speaking Wake of, Me Up Before You Go-Go and Lady in Red. Speaking of B-101, just to go off track here for a second... Which could have been the name of this podcast. Um, I ninety-eight point one is no longer oldies. Ninety-eight point one. Am I correct in saying that? Uh, well, I think it is oldies. It's just the oldies now include the nineties. But they, I don't think they're. No, it's not. They're not called oldies ninety-eight point one anymore. They've changed. Like they've rebranded. I think. Yeah, to something they don't, else. I don't think they. But play, I think they're hits from like. I don't think they play newer tomorrow. stuff. Oh, it's just yesterday and today. I don't think they play newer stuff. But it's not Oldies 98.1. But I will forever know it as Oldies 98.1. And I can't tell you how weird it is that when I was a child, Oldies 98.1 was like the 80s, the 70s, and the 60s. I now scan through the radio, and it's Oldies 98.1, and it's like, yeah, by Usher. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, people, we did not need to come into the 2000s on Oldies 98.1. I get that we're in the 2020s, but like... You know how jarring it is that yeah. I grew up listening to Oldies 98.1, and it was, um, uh, what song was I going to say? Fuck. It was, um... Well, then they, you can ring my bell. You can ring my bell. <laughs> like Sinatra. <laughs> but, like, what was it the... Was disco. What's the other fucking... <laughs> I don't Do remember. I don't remember the song I was thinking of, the title, but... <laughs> Like, growing up as a kid, listening to 98.1, and it is exclusively Staying Alive and Dancing Queen. And now I'm a 30-year-old man, and I scan through Oldies 98.1, and it's, like, Crazy he's by a, Gnarls Barkley. won't you back that <laughs> Like, you, like, just a, fr- well, just a friend came out in the 80s, but, like, Crazy by Gnarls Barkley, like, new to me new shit uh-huh. being played on there and i'm like mm-hmm. stop it or it's music that we listen to in high school and it's not even jarring for like i'm this old it's jarring because like this music the music you play now and i get it it's different time periods but like the music you play <laughs> now is so different from the music yeah. this radio yeah. station plays. when <laughs> when 2013 music becomes yeah. oldies can you imagine that station god then, uh, baby, make that ass <laughs> like what? Well, it's funny too because then, like, I think about because one hundred six one, I think has changed. I think they've changed what their station is now. What already. did they? Use this is a be? very local conversation. I apologize. I forget what they were, but they were. It was just like a contemporary hits. There was another. They played one. a lot of "Say You Say Me" by Lionel Richie. And truly by Lionel. Oh, so then they were very B101. It was very, it was basically the same thing. B101, so B101 is the hits of yesterday and today, but when they say today, 
Like when I I just remember when I was in middle school and like big into boy bands. Yeah. Yeah. Like I knew exactly like what their well, latest B101, greatest. They were always one hit behind. So like. Well, and the idea of B one hundred one being like the hits of yesterday and today, they'll play you a lot of like. But it's also Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, it's all easy. Like it's, it's that soft, it's soft rock, easy listening. <laughs> it's like but what like, you were thinking, what you yourself, as a listener of the radio, is probably thinking of as a hit of today. Guaranteed, they're probably not playing it on. They do play but. a bit. It did change, and you could definitely like they started to play like a bit more, like not full fully hip hop, but they were getting. They were yeah. airing on that side, but they were always whoever, whatever artist they were playing, like whoever's a current artist, they're always a hit behind. They were getting to like ninety-eight point one territory where you listen to it now, and it's like I love you and I need you. Mm, probably Nelly, not. I probably not. Love you. No. Or ghetto superstar. Well, um, definitely ghetto superstar. <laughs> well, that's because I listen to the stream. <laughs> um, it's how they connected their. That was the bridge. That was the bridge. <laughs> I was in the stream and Ghetto Superstar was the bridge of generations. And they never played Islands of the Stream because that's country and B101 like, de- definitely does not play country except for Taylor Swift. Um, oh, no. They'll play The Gambler. No, they won't. Yes, they will. No, they don't. Yes, they will. They, trust me. My mom exclusively listened to B101 well, they'll play, entire No, they'll life. play The Gambler now is my point. No. Yeah. No, because now they're playing, like, Usher. No, you're playing The Gambler because Kenny Rogers is now dead, and The Gambler has, like, well, transcended di- country well, but music. the big joke was, like, he knew when to hold him, when to fold him, because he died during he, COVID. He died, Not right, of COVID. he died right before COVID, I think. Like, right, no, before, right. right before lockdown happened, I'm pretty sure, is when he died. Well, I thought, like, right at... No, like, it, it was either shut, right shut down, and he It was, was either like, right before or I right knew. after. People were like, man, this motherfucker yeah. really knew. He knew when to hold him, when to fold him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. New one to walk away, new one to run. <laughs> Number two is the final countdown by Europe. Uh, definitely not. Definitely not the number two worst song of the 1980s. No. Oh my gosh. Rock me on oh the dais is worse. So, do you want to know when Kenny Rogers died? When? I can tell you that lockdown started March 13th. That was my last day of work. Okay. He died March, March 12th, 20th. <laughs> oh. He made it a whole week. And then he was like, fuck this. Oh, and the number one song goes to Starship, We Built This City. <gasps> you know what? Brian Donovan, who I used to we work with, hated city. that song. We built this city Because it was in the Muppet movie. It was like in a city. playlist that I had. And it would come on and be like, I fucking hate this song. Beauregard. Now... Now, granted, it's in the closet when they play that song. It is very repetitive. Okay. And that doesn't. I think it's me. good. It does annoy me. I like it for like, um, like the first little bit because it's got a great. It just comes in so strong. I love a song that like doesn't mess around in the beginning. It just flies right out there. Worst songs. The readers poll the ten worst songs of the nineteen eighties. Yep, here it is. This was. So this was published October 6th, 2011. Why was it on just TikTok now? I don't know. Well, I guess because TikTok wasn't around in yeah, 2011. It's the same. It's the exact same list. That's a shame. That's a real shame for the safety dance. Shame on you people. How dare you? Do you? But I, I do have questions about who the audience was. Yeah. Because... Then I, I, but then I have questions for the actual audience. Like, what, 
Because I know when you see fashion from the 80s, that's, that's not really how everyone was dressing. No. So, the songs that they're replaying now as, like, this is the 80s, people didn't like them. Like, were those really annoying no songs idea. that people didn't like? like? Would it be sort of like if we looked at the, what do they call them, the aughts? Yeah. Like, if they're ma- if it's like 2050. I don't know, though, because how many playlists do I have that has this wide but array of But they're made shit? now. I'm talking like if no, you lived in the 80s. No, but my point is I play them now. And I play them for people that were adults in the 80s. And I've never once heard, like, oh, this song fucking sucks. I've heard, because, like, Tina came over that one time and I had music on. Great playlist. Like... And that woman was an adult in the 1980s. Wait, and she was thriving in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she is the epitome of like she would have said like this music sucks. <laughs> we should we should ask her. It's like we got to know. You, um, we know you were in the nightclub scene in the 80s. <laughs> Tell me about it. What songs were you listening? Were you not listening to the Safety Dance? <laughs> <laughs> in contrast, saved in my list a while ago. So this was uploaded November of 2023, November 23rd of last year. This is Rolling Stones, and we won't do all 200, obviously. We'll just glaze through some of them. Um, 200 oh. best songs of the 1980s. Now, if we see any overlap, I have but questions. But again, this was just made by Rolling Stone employees, like whoever does this. The other one was... Oh, I, I that mean, was The other one was readers of Rolling Stone. Right, but I'm saying, like, poll. if we're seeing overlap, yeah. it will be very interesting. Um... Welcome to the Jungle, We've Got Fun and Games. The 80s are one of the weirdest eras forever for music. It's a decade of excess. It's also a decade of in excess. It's got big hair, big drums, big shoulder pads. Not to mention massive stars. Prince, Madonna, Michael, Bruce, Janet, Sade, Cher. New sounds and beats explode everywhere. Hip-hop takes over as the voice of young America. Glam metal rocks the Sunset Strip. New romantic synth-pop invades MTV. Thriller becomes history's biggest hit. Music gets louder, crazier, messier. Do you know where you are? You're in the 80s, baby. You're gonna die. (laughs) Is that what it says? No, but that's immediately what my mind goes to. It also reminds me of that that, first ever TikTok thing I put out. When you made me get on, or no, not TikTok, Instagram. When you made me get on Instagram in 2015. But I don't remember if I put it up in 2015 or not. When we mini-golfed and there was that sign for, like, in Disney. And it was the sign about the gators in the water. And I put up the video of me zooming in on the sign and that, like, animated gif of a gator. It's just, like, (laughs) waves. And the music I put over was Richard Cheese. And it's just like, you're in the jungle, baby. You're gonna die. Oh, yeah. No, you're... I think it was a long time after. That. I think it was too, but like I still watch that and laugh at it because it's. I think it's top notch. The song is great. I think the song and the sign alone be great, but just a little animated you, gator. Did you, like, did you put it up uh, before or after the gator eradication down there? I think it was before. I think it was. I think it was before. I think it was before. Yeah, I think it was because I think we revisited it afterwards. We're like, some things don't age well. <laughs> I think it aged just fine. No, but I think you posted it as like a joke. Um, get to the list. I don't care about Rolling Stones. Well, I was just seeing like if it said like here's how we decided because sometimes Cause like, sometimes you need to know like here's how we figured this out. Here's you know my disdain for Rolling Stones. Um, so number two hundred, Just a Friend by Bismarcky. Not I even, really thought that that people would have said that that was a terrible song from the eighties. I mean, it is a bad song. 
I love it. I'll listen to it. It's catchy. But I'm not a, listening to it all the time. It's a bad song. I mean, the, have you seen the music video? Did you ever watch the I Love the 80s? If you're going to watch Bismarck do anything, you should watch him in Men in Black 2. No, you should he watch... He plays a beatboxing alien. You should watch that music video because it's bad. It is. But my point is you should... His role Is he in, the guy that... See the guy that... What? Is he dressed like a... Does he have like a, a powder wig on? What am I thinking of from the 80s? I think he may. Like a founding father's wig. I think he may at some point in that in that music video. Yeah. I think well, so. Well, he's a one-hit wonder. Um, <laughs> 99 Luft Balloon. <gasps> yeah. Feed Me With Your Kiss by My Buddy Valentine. Sure. My Prerogative by Bobby Brown. Sure. Uh, the big new big prince by the fall. Nope. We that sounds familiar. Nope. Um, hero takes a fall by the bangles. Nope. Not one ninety four. Take on me. By aha. Oh, I, I do know that one. And I do like. I would it. put that higher. I think. Well, we got to see Debbie Gibson. Okay, that might be easier to do this on my phone because for some reason the shit on my iPad does not load. So let's see if it loaded past. 194 <laughs> on my phone. Who's Debbie Deb? It's an ad? No, it's a... It's 190... Oh, there we go. Look Out Weekend by Debbie Deb. Oh. Came, oh, this actually says when they came out. So Take On Me was 85. Debbie Deb's was 84. I went up and now it won't load the bottom of it. Um, yeah, 193 Debbie Deb. Tower of Song by Leonard Cohen. 192. The Jungle Brothers Tribe Vibes, nineteen eighty nine. Nope. Um, Rock Me Amadeus, one ninety. Hmm. And that was number. Oh uh, no, that might be the one where they're wearing the wig. They are, but that's all white people. Oh. Maybe that's. Is that what I'm thinking of? I, I don't no know. Idea. I don't know. I walk alone, one eighty nine. Wild and blue. There's a lot of these that I'm not knowing. I think we got to go way up. Drop the bomb. That sounds familiar. Oh my God! 186, 1982's Africa by Toto. I love the song. Never tear us apart by NXS. Nope. Me, myself, and I. Nope. <laughs> oh my God! 183, 1981's Another One Rides the Bus. By Weird Al Yankovic. Wow. <laughs> I can get When did like the four non blondes come my out? IPad, Were they the eighties? That might have been the nineties, I think. Mm. Or the very late eighties. Yeah, I just don't remember. Um I'm trying to think of Um one eighty two is I'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce it. Apologies. A classic of South African I don't know. It's a South African. Let song. me see what it says. Don't even bother. Oh. Yeah. Not a clue. Well, it was like, maybe if I see it, like, is it something I've seen before? Not a clue. Apologies. Not a clue. That's Just Fine by Spaceman 3, 181. Peter Schilling, Major Tom, Coming Home, 180. Is this a, an unauthorized <coughs> sequel to Space Odyssey by David Bowie? I wondered. Well, because of Major Tom. The Spirit of Radio by Rush. Steel Pulse, Chant a Psalm. Set It Off by Straff. When the World is Running Down by the Police. 
The Rain. Shy Boy by Bananarama. Great name. Straight Edge by Minor Threat. No One's Little Girl. I Still Can't Get Over Loving You, 171, by the man who sung Ghostbusters, Ray <laughs> Parker Jr. I mean... I didn't know he had another song besides Ghostbusters. We're striking out left and right. Yeah, right. Revenge. Undercover of the Night. Do I guess I really don't know People Who Die. Music. We knew well, some of them, but like... Some of these we might have heard, but I just, have don't, some fun. just don't know the titles. Queen and David Bowie under pressure is okay. 165, and okay. I feel like that's criminal. That should be a lot higher than that. I don't think so, but... Um, Come on, Eileen is 164. Come on, Eileen. 163, Lionel Richie's All Night Long. Ooh. I'm hoping we're going to get a lot of Lionel or the Commodores. I want to be adored. New Kids on the Block, Hanging Tough. Oh, was that 89? That was 88. Uh, words by missing persons is 160 round and round twist and crawl yeah i really thought we were getting into like oh we're gonna know all these <laughs> cars with the boom yeah there was like a weird <laughs> pocket <laughs> there i melt with you I, da, 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 I melt with you no that's not that's not the song you're thinking of i don't think you make a difference. I don't think. And we're getting. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, Making Love to You time. was never second best. Yeah, yeah. It is the song you're thinking of. I thought it was a different title than that. That is a good song. Well, I was like, if that's not called I Melt With You, then what the hell is it called? Well, because the, the chorus is I'd Stop the World oh, and I Melt With You. World, so I thought yeah. that was a different, like, it was just yeah, a very just, yeah. coincidental song. I do like that song. Uh, White Wedding by Billy Idols, 155. Oh, okay. Featured Don't. in The Breakfast Club. Featured in, I'm pretty sure, um, do they do that song in The Wedding Singer? Is it used in The Wedding Singer? Because he's in The Wedding Singer. Uh, maybe. I think that song makes an appearance. Uh, Don't Make Me Wait by Peach Boys. <laughs> P-E-E-C-H. Ew. Open Hour. England is a bitch. <laughs> I-N-G-L-A-N. The Jamaican-born English dub poet. Oh, you still have to watch the trailer. Speaking of Jamaican-born, you have to watch the trailer for that Bob Marley movie. Oh. The guy who I said is from that Marvel show that's in Barbie, the black guy, that's who's playing Bob Marley. Oh. Um, the Dominatrix, that's going to be a wild movie. The Dominatrix Sleeps Tonight by Dominatrix. Oh. Sure. To the tune of In the Jungle or what? I don't know. <laughs> so that was 151. We have to load now because got to move forward. 150, Bust a Move by Young MC, 1989. Don't just stand there, Bust a Move. That 149 is, is here today. Yeah. Oh. You want it? Yeah. You got it. 149 is here today by Paul McCartney. Tell It to My Heart by Taylor Dane. Yeah. 148. This Corrosion, 147. Hmm. A little respect, one forty-six. Nope. The body of a the body of an American, one forty-five. No. Night shift, one forty-four. Oh, really? New like, sensations, one forty-three. It's like, oh, here's a couple, and then it's like, no. The look, one forty-two. Gypsy by Fleetwood Mac, one forty-one. Okay. One forty. Nineteen eighty-three's. Islands in the stream. 
Freak Scene, 139. Okay, and we're back to... 138, <laughs> Betty Davis Eyes. Oh, okay. Or is, that right. I, or is that like to sing Gina Davis Eyes? <laughs> um, New Lace Sleeves by Elvis Costello, 137. Rock the Bells by LL oh, Cool J. the guy from Pete the Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Rock the Bells by LL Cool J is number 136. I know the artist, but I do not know this. Love one. My Way, 135. I'm Not the Man I Used to Be by Fine Young Cannibals is 134. <laughs> Wild in the Streets by Bon Jovi is 133. That's Entertainment by The Jam, 132. Anything Could Happen, 131. Nirvana is fully in the 90s, right? Not in the yes. 80s. From her to eternity. Okay. <laughs> like her as in her? No, H E R. Like her as in female. H E R. It's not the remake of From Here to Eternity called From Her to Eternity, <laughs> starring Nelly. Well, that says what? Like Hot and Her? Or? Hot and Her is the theme song to From Her to Eternity. <laughs> That's um, what I was just wondering. <laughs> Go On Girl by one, is 129. Shiny, shiny, one twenty-eight. Okay, it's two white people with dreads. So, oh dear, that gives you. An it idea. could be like a little bit J- Jamaican because that. Ha- I don't know, or like. The London boy-girl duo came out of the new romantic scene. What with shiny, shiny, two art-damaged kids chanting a death disco sex <laughs> chant over what? a bouncy little jump rope riff from their debut album, Battle Hymns for Children Singing. What? Shiny, shiny. Battle Hymns for Children Singing. Bad times behind me. They this... called it a. They called it quote a party song about dressing up after the bomb is dropped. God, I love this group. Hi. But why hey, battle see, songs for hey, children singing? Fantasy is their band name. H-A-Y-S-I-F-A-N-T-A-Y-Z-E-E. Weren't for everybody. In fact, they were basically, they were for basically nobody. <laughs> um, I just have Strut sh- by Sheena Easton is number 20, 127. Am I supposed to know that? I know the name. I know the name Sheena Easton. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know she was a singer. For being honest, what would you think she was? An actress, I guess. I don't know. Porn star? I would have probably said a legitimate actress. Um, 126, Ace of Spades by Motorhead. You don't know that song, but I do. It's a good song. Heavy metal. I know. I know the band name, but. Uh, 125, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. <gasps> wow, I didn't realize that was the 80s. 1988. I would have pinned it. Okay. I would have pinned it at its 90s, but. 124, You Make My Dreams by Hall and Oates. Mm. 1980. Hallowed Be Thy Name is by Iron Maiden is 123. Oh. That's the Way Love Is, 122. Forever and Ever Amen by Randy Travis, 121. I, I would have pinned that. What, when did it come out? Uh, 89. Okay. I would have pinned that as a 90s song. That feels like 90s country right there. 120, Bow Wow Wow's I Want Candy. Mm-hmm. Only in My Dreams by Debbie Gibson is 119. Okay, yeah. I knew we were going to get a Debbie Gibson. Uh, Be Near Me by ABC, 118. 117, 1989's If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher. Banned? The music video is banned by banned on MTV because she was wearing a thong. Is that, the, is that the one where she's on the boat? Yes. Yeah. 
Um, 116 is Niti Nunati, a Spanish New Wave LGBTQ anthem, years ahead of its time. Whoa! Uh, 115, I Just Wanted to See You So Bad by Lucinda Williams. We're not going to get any Boy George. 114, Rhythm... Strings of Life, Rhythm, R-H-Y-T-H-I-M, is Rhythm, spelled the same way. Hmm. Um, Rise Above by Black Flag 113 Come on Don't fucking not load on me now 112 Nasty Girl by Vanity 6 Number 111 1989's We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel Wow Uh, Road to Riches 110 Typical Girls 109 Mm Mm-hmm Never Too Much by Luther Vandross, 108. Kiss Me Deadly, 107. Groom Still Waiting at the Altar by Bob Dylan is 106. A Guy Called Gerald sang Voodoo Ray in 1988, and that's number 105. Hmm. Man, we're really... Like, we had a good run there again. Like, what is like, it? I feel like at some point it's going to smack us in the face with, like, a ton of shit. We'll be we like, know. oh, here's the 80s that we know. True by 104 is 104. Oh, my God. 103. 1980s. He Stopped Loving Her Today Ooh, by George Jones. I would have thought that that was older than that. I would have thought that too until I watched that docu series. I was like, "Oh, you two were a lot more current than I thought." Yeah, you were. like I just I would have picked. <laughs> well, I guess because that's one of his later. Yes, so his that was like after 70s. his yeah. heyday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Small Town Boy by one hundred two is one hundred two. Being with You by Smokey Robinson is one hundred one. Got a load more. Um, his latest album, the subtly titled Gasms. Oh. The Smokey Robinsons. Okay. <laughs> a Flock of Seagulls, Space Age Love Song, 100. Uh, Shake You Down, 99. The oh. Word Girl, Flesh and Blood is okay, 98. Okay, come on. We, we're down to the top 100 songs Number of the Number 97, 80s. I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Okay. 96, You Used to Hold Me. Okay, <laughs> 90, swing and a miss. 95, I Know What Boys Like. By the waitresses. You know that song. Oh, uh huh. I'm 90, just thinking of Christmas rapping. Number ninety four, <laughs> "Pour Some Sugar on Me" by Def Leppard. Okay, okay, yeah. Where are eighties hair bands? Ninety three, "Kajagoogoo Too Shy." <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Meeting in the ladies' room, nineteen eighty five, number ninety two, by the band Climax. K L Y M A X X. Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> never Say Never by Justin Bieber. No, by Romeo Void, uh, number 91. Is it a cover? No. I would hope not. <laughs> I might like you better if we slept together. Now, there's a pickup line. That's a line from the song. Oh. So, I was no, like, is that, a cover. A, is that a title? Um, That's When I Reach for My Revolver, number 90. Come on, list. Youth of Eglinton. E-G-L-I-N-T-O-N. Number 89. You Spin Me Round Like a Record, 88. Uh-huh. Who's Zoomin' Who by Aretha Franklin, number 87. Nope. Tainted Love All right. Soft Cell, number 86. All right, are we finally getting into the songs that we know? You Dropped a Bomb on Me by The Gap Band, number 85. I know that song. You would probably know that song to hear it. It's a good song. 
I'll sure. I'll play it for you when this is over because you would definitely know that song to hear it. Um, Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, number eighty four. Do it. That song. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Children's Story by Slick Rick, Stop number eighty three. <laughs> Ghost Town by The Specials, number eighty two. Come on. Cool it now. New edition, number eighty one. Yaz Situation, number eighty. This is unreal. Faith by George Michael, number okay. seventy nine. I mean, I know the Limp Bizkit version, so it's fine. Back to Life <laughs> by Soul to Soul, number 78. Back to Life. More Back Than This by Roxy reality. Music, number 77. Nope. Talk Dirty to Me by Poison, number 76. Does it go... Did... I'm actually questioning, did Jason Derulo sample that? Probably, because he samples a lot. Because he sampled Imogen Heap, too, so I wouldn't be surprised. Well, they... Uh, they, a lot oh, of they all artists. do it, yes. Yeah. Um, In a Big Country by Big Country, number 75. Okay. Talk of the Town by The Pretenders, number 74. Never Stop by Echo and the Bunny Men, number 73. Call Me by Blondie, number 72. Oh. Good Life by Inner City is number 71. Everybody Wants Some by Van Halen, number 70. You might not have song to hear it, too. Probably. Nemesis by Shriekback, number 69. Mm -mm. Strictly Business by EPMD, number 68. Nope. Hell's Bells by ACDC, number 67. It's got to be like the top It's Rain and Men by The Weather Girls, number 66. Um, Missing You by John Waite, number 65. Is that the song I'm thinking it is? I'll be missing you. No, that's... That's Sting. Oh no, that's not the song I'm thinking of. The song I'm thinking of is a woman. Um, Private Idaho by the B-52s, number 64. I mean, I know who the B-52s are. Point of No Return by Expose, number 63. Why are you not loading? There we go. Uh, Waiting Room by Fugazi, number 62. Word Up by Cameo, number 61. Okay. You would know that I song. I know that one. Yeah, I do know that one. Uh, lastly, the, the DJ word, Saved word My up? Life. By In Deep, number sixty. What is it? Last night, the last night a DJ saved my life, number sixty. Atlantic City by Bruce Springsteen, number fifty-nine. Gross. Uh, I know E Y E by De La Soul, number fifty-eight. Probably. Celebrated Summer, fifty-seven. No. Total Eclipse of the Heart, number fifty-six. Came out in nineteen eighty-three. Power Ballad Armageddon. If you haven't sang in a karaoke, you haven't lived. Give it a try. Stand and Deliver by Adam and the Ants, number 55. I feel like I know that song. That's the joint, 54. I don't feel like I know that one. Debaser by Pixies, number 53. Seven Year Ache by Roseanne Cash, number 52. I feel like we should be knowing all these by now. Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant, number 51. You know that song. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Down yeah. to Electric, Electric Avenue. Avenue. Yeah. First time I ever heard that song was the movie Pineapple Express. Oh, never saw it. It's okay. That's what I've heard. That's why I never saw it. Um, <laughs> it didn't have rave reviews, so I wasn't in a hurry. Master of Puppets by Metallica. I'm if sure. you watch it for anything, you should watch it for Danny McBride. Oh. Yeah. And Seth Rogen. I mean, I could take or leave James Franco's role in that movie. I could really take his role in I any could, movie. I could take um, or leave him, period. But, yeah. Well, I could leave him. But his he's, role in any movie, like, he's not really... 
I feel like other people could add more to it. He doesn't. But he's not love. taking away from it. I didn't see that movie. Why not? Why would I? You should read the book. It's great. Yeah, I heard that. I heard the movie was awful. I heard that was one of the movies where it's like the soundtrack is top notch. Oh, the soundtrack is a banger. It's horrible. It if you did not read it's right up there with all about Steve. No, if you read the book, you enjoy the movie because it follows the book very closely. If you didn't read the book, it's sort of like Oh, so it's leave the world behind. No. (laughs) No. No, because like I don't know that reading the book, I would like that movie anymore. But, like, if you read the book Eat, Pray, Love, and you love that book, you like the movie just because it's fun to see that book live. But otherwise, maybe it wasn't anything spectacular. Um, number 50, Master of Puppets by Metallica. You know that song. I'm sure. That's the song. Oh, you didn't. You didn't watch? No, you did watch last season. That might be the song Eddie plays. I'm pretty sure it's the song Eddie plays in Stranger Things. When he, oh, di- when uh-huh. he dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Um, Papillon, a.k.a. Hot Butterfly by Shaka Khan, number 49. Don't You Want Me by The Human League, mm. number 48. I do know that. Uh, B-Boy, I don't know. Beastie Boys, number 47. A group that I don't care for. Yeah. Uh, ja Fund Me, 46. What the heck? Come on. Push It, with Salt and Pepper, 45. Of course. Just Like Honey, The Jesus and Mary Chain, number 44. <coughs> oh, to go off on another tangent. Great. I thought a very hysterical comment. Um, Scorsese's next movie is going to be a follow-up, because he did The Last Temptation of Christ. He's doing a follow-up to that. The second to last temptation. Of I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's like a sequel. It's just a. It's another Jesus movie, where he's gonna. He's trying to, um, like get rid of the. I forget what the word it was, but like the stigma around organized religion, and I'm like, okay, Martin Scorsese. What? Why? But what? some guy commented, um, starring Robert De Niro as Jesus Christ, and I said. I reply comment and I said, starring Leonardo DiCaprio as Jesus Christ, Robert De Niro is playing the role of God, and Ray Romano is playing the role of Joseph. <laughs> See, he was in the Irish. <laughs> weird. Because <laughs> I thought, like, Ray Romano was a weird one, because he he's not like a Scorsese guy. He was in one Scorsese movie. But I'm like, who the fuck else do I put as Joseph? Joe Pesci? Like, <laughs> He's a bit too small, I think. I think it would have been Pacino. As Joseph? As Joseph. No, he'd if probably De Niro be is, If De Niro is God. Oh, definitely. If De Niro is God. Well, Judas is with Jesus, so he's yeah. going to be Leonardo DiCaprio's like equivalent. It was going to be his age, too, yeah. probably. Around there. So you'd have to be Joseph. So if De Niro... If De Niro is God, Pacino if, is Joseph. Yeah, but if De Niro... Or do you put Pacino in the God role and you put De Niro in the Joseph role? No, if you if you were gonna make De Niro Jesus, if that was the idea, then Pacino could be Judas. I mean, really, if you go off of just the movie The Departed, Jack Nicholson, I think, is playing the role of God. I just listened De Niro to- or no, not De Niro. DiCaprio is playing Jesus, Matt Damon is playing Judas. Oh Jesus. Because if we're just going off the departed. 
And then Mark Wahlberg's in there no, somewhere. No, don't we need to Ben Affleck in there somewhere? He was in The Departed. He's with, well, he just is a... But he wasn't in The Departed. But... You need Mark Wahlberg in there you somewhere. You have Matt Damon as Jesus and you have... One of the few movies that De Niro was not in. Well, he can't be, ben Affleck can't be Judas. He'd have to be Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Who can't be Judas? Ben Affleck? Yeah. Well, he's not in it. I know, but if you were going to... Mark Wahlberg is in it. He's Judas. Because he was in The Departed. Well, he's probably Jesus. No. Because he feels if bad. It's a Martin Scorsese, he feels bad about if it's showing a, his wiener If it's Marky a Martin Mark. Scorsese film, Leonardo DiCaprio was playing the role of Jesus. And Mary Magdalene is like 10 years old. <laughs> Mary Magdalene Well, is, she can't be over the age of 23. Is that girl from... Margot Robbie? No. I mean, she was in The Wolf of Wall Street. No, so. who plays his wife in Inception? Oh. Uh, it's her. Is, it, is it the girl from uh, oh. The Great Gatsby? No. Because she could also play Mary Magdalene. No, the girl from Inception is the girl from... Is the woman from Batman, The Dark Knight Rises... It's a very, like, Marion Cotillard. Like, it's a very oh, European. She's very yeah. French. I think the girl from The Great Gatsby is, too. I think she's very European. Mm, no? No. I forget who was in that. But we'll come back who to it. Who plays Daisy? We'll come back to it. it. Um, well, she can't be over 23. Is that his cutoff? I don't know. Is he one of those creeps? You haven't seen that? No. That's been a whole thing. Is like DiCaprio dates a woman, and when she hits the oh, age Leonardo of like DiCaprio, yeah, that's I what I mean. It, I think it might be twenty five. She hits it's like, like twenty six like or something. Yeah, and he's like we're done. Sad. And like that's that's been like argued that he doesn't do that, but it's like there's a weird trend. Like you people have, do. people have literally made like flow charts. Yeah, like you of do. like bro, you started dating this girl here, and she turned twenty six, and you were out. And then you started dating this girl at like twenty three, and three years later, gone. Like, do you break up with them on their birthday? What's the quota here? Do you tell them like, "Hey, your twenty sixth birthday, I'm out of here." You were talking about Jack Nicholson, and it reminded me that I just listened to a podcast that one it's called Badlands, where it's like yeah. all the bad history of celebrities, yeah. and it, I listened to Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he has some wild wild i bet he had his house had like upstairs drugs and downstairs drugs downstairs drugs were for everyone they were just party favors and upstairs drugs were for his special guests oh and he his house was just like where celebrities went to do what you want to do yeah because he was jack nicholson and you just and it but it was very discreet like you could come and do, and no one's no one's saying anything. I think There's when no, you have the conversation, no tabloid story. I think when you have the like Quentin Tarantino conversation of like movie stars don't exist anymore. I think Jack Nicholson was like, well, he, your last true movie star. He, I mean, because there were other famous actors at that time, but like no one. But then, no one in the time of Jack Nicholson who, passed the star of Jack Nicholson. Was it Roman Polanski? Is he the guy who was married to Sharon Tate? Yes. And he did something terrible with a young woman. Yes. It was at Jack Nicholson's house. Of course it was. We well, was not. He was not home. Yeah. But it was at his house. Yeah. It was. It's so weird when all those, because I've heard tons of things about him, but then, like that. Well, because of yeah. Not a great guy. No. Him and Woody Allen. Shaw. He's awful for a different reason. 
Yeah, but similar. Well, no, Roman Polanski, he didn't do anything truly awful until his wife died. But. What the hell was that noise? This sounded like people talking. Oh, I thought it sounded like a chicken. What the fuck was that? Um, oh, no, I thought it sounded like people when they get out of their car. Back to it. <laughs> Teenage Riot by Sonic Youth is number 43. Let the Music Play by Shannon is 42. Why are we not like, yeah, this one, this one, this one. Bad Live by U2 is number 41. Nope. Sexual Healing by okay. Marvin Gaye is All number right. 40. All right, are we turning around? The Spanish Bombs by The Clash is number 39. We are not. Super Freak by Rick James is number 38. Is it going to be in every other? She's a super freak, super freak. Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. There it is. I knew Boy George was going to end up somewhere. Buffalo Stance by Nina Cherry, number 36. Nope. Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie, number 35. This Ain't No Picnic by The Minutemen, number 34. It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. There we go. 33. Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Cindy number 32. Lauper. Love Will Tear Us Apart, number 31. Are we going to get to do Ooh, Tina? Got to do with it, number 30. Welcome to the Jungle, okay. 29. All right, okay. This must be the place by Talking Heads, number twenty-eight. <laughs> oh my god! You know Talking Heads, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, I do. You probably you might know that song. I probably do. I feel like there's probably so many of these where we're like, don't know it. Ain't but no half stepping by Big Daddy Kane, number twenty-seven. I'm coming out by Diana Ross, number All right, twenty-six. There we go. Top twenty-five. All right, we got it. Just can't get enough by Depeche Mode. Uh huh. Left of the dial by The Replacements. <laughs> Dang it. Planet Rock by Africa Bambata and the Soul Sonic Force. <coughs> nope. You might know that song because the title sounds familiar. Uh, what Have I Done to Deserve This by Pet Shop Boys and Dusty Springfield. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Atomic Dog, You Temptation by New Order is number 20. Our top. Nipple to the Bottle. Jesus. By Grace Jones, number 19. Come on. 80s. Uh, where is it? it is? Spellbound, number 18. Sitting Still by R.E.M., number 17. I Know You Got Soul by number, or number 16, sorry. Smooth Operator, number 15. My shot A. You know that song. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. Sucker MCs, number 14 by Run DMC. You also know that song. Yeah. Uh, Just Like Heaven by The Cure, number 13. Probably. Straight out of Compton, number 12. Yes. Crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. Janet Jackson's Nasty, number 11. I do know it. Not well, but I do know it. And coming in in our top 10. <laughs> Come on. I'm Casey Casey. If we don't know all <laughs> these, I'm disappointed. There is a light that never goes out. The Smiths, number Stop 10. Stop it. Okay, I, I know that one. Yeah. Um, number 9, 1985's hit song, Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. Fuck off. Was this before or after Stranger Things? Came Number out? eight, 1982's Hungry Like the Wolf by yeah. Duran Duran. Aren't we not allowed to like them anymore? Number seven, I have no idea. Because didn't aren't they the lip syncers? No, you're thinking of Millie Vanilli. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> Very little repetition in that name, but. Confusing, nonetheless. Number seven, the Go Go's. Our lips are sealed. <gasps> Our lips are sealed. Number six, song. 1985's 
How Will I Know by Whitney Houston. Yeah. Coming in at the top five, Bring the Noise by Public Enemy. Okay. 1987. Yes. Number four. Number four, 1982's Michael Jackson hit Billie Jean. Okay. We, I think we need the top ten at least. Number three, 1982's The Message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. You I probably, probably know. know that song. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know that song. Yeah. Um, number two, 1989's Like a Prayer by Madonna. Wow. I'm and, surprised there wasn't more Madonna in here. And coming in at number one, mm-hmm. a, surprising, a surprising list with a surprising number one because this man didn't appear anywhere else on the list 1986's Bruce Spring no no he was on there Kiss by Prince wow also wouldn't you like one dove's cry did they come out in the 70s 90s I have no idea signing off from Rolling Stone's top 200 songs of the 1980s I'm Casey Kasem (coughs) oh he has such a weird (laughs) There's a whole true pro- true crime podcast about him. About it, Casey Kasem. About his family and how, like, when he was dying. I mean, you want to listen to something hysterical, you have to find Bill Hader and John Mulaney wrote a sketch for SNL that was Casey Kasem and his son. And they're talking about, I think his son is a drug addict and he's stealing money from him to buy drugs. But the son sounds just like him. And either they did it at dress and the audience hated it. Or Lauren Michaels was like, this is too dated. No one's going to get this. Like, I forget why it didn't go to air. But then they did it live somewhere. Him and Dana Carvey did it. Like, they did it. I forget where else I've seen it done. But you can find it. Like, they've done it before you can find it on YouTube. It is hysterical. (laughs) Um, Prince spent the 80s as the most maddeningly brilliant and unpredictable genius in the game now i want to know like when his songs came out because i also like i like kiss but i don't know that i would put that as his best song well my favorite prince song is raspberry beret if we're being honest well purple rain purple rain 1984 and then 1999 came out in 1982 i'm so i like and then controversy 1981 i like raspberry beret and i like um i like when doves cry i like when doves cry little red corvette yeah raspberry beret is my favorite i think when doves cry is my favorite but I do like I do like Raspberry, Raspberry Beret. Um, yeah, that's all I got for this week, folks. Well, now we know we don't really know that many songs from the eighties. Well, we do, but we don't know what that gentleman thought was the best two hundred songs. Well, I don't 80s. care what Rolling Stone thinks. Anyway. Well, and that was one. That was one guy. Oh, it was literally one guy? Yeah, it's like the article by this person, and it didn't say anywhere in that the he opening that I beginning that I read, like, oh, we polled whoever. Like, it wasn't like their we TV ones. The office. Yeah, because they ask around the office or whatever. Well, the TV ones, I think it was Rolling Stone. 
because we've done a couple of those lists. But I'm pretty sure it was Rolling Stone where it's like we we sent out to like critics and writers yeah, yeah, and yeah. act like we sent it out to all these different mm-hmm. people. And then pulled it, and like these are the median results, whatever, however it works out. I think that was just like, I'm a writer for Rolling Stone. Yeah. Here's my top 200 songs of the 1980s. And he might have used some sort of criteria. I'm sure he did, but I don't know. Sales or plays or something. Opinion. Whatever they. Maybe. Yeah. But there you have it, folks. Maybe we'll. Uh, <coughs> we got to find one on the '90s. I don't. Yeah, I wonder. I thought that, but I don't know how. Like, are we doing that yet? Why not? The '90s have been over for twenty-three years. Yeah. Well, we just that '80s one came out in November of 2023. So. Oh, I'm sure you could. Maybe not. So really November stone. of 2024, they'll probably have a 1990s one. No, we might get... There might be one. It's just not Rolling Stone. I'm sure you could find, like... Just for shits and giggles. We won't do it, obviously, right now. But if I find one, I'll save it. Let's just look. Top songs of the 1990s. And I need a reputable... 50, Cosmopolitan, 50 Best. Rolling Stone, 50 Best Songs of the 90s. Yeah, so you got... Came out in 2019 was when the article came out. This one's 2022, but it's probably just a, here's Reddit. What song best defines the nineties? Top 1000 songs from the nineties. 250. All right. Well, you can clearly look forward to that coming up soon, I guess, on the show. Top oh my god, 90s. I just saw a preview. I oh. mean, at this point, you could do top songs of the 2000s. I'm so excited. I saw a preview. At this point, you could do top songs of the 2000s and top songs of the 2010s. Because we're in the 2020s. So the 2010s are done. Yeah, you could, but it's more fun. You don't want to go like, I don't want to talk about the best songs from 2010 to 2019. No, neither do I. But I'm just saying you could, theoretically. Also, I know what they are and I don't love it. Theoretically, you could. The 90s one? Oh boy! I would I would probably do the '90s, and I would probably do 2000, the 2000s, the aughts. Yeah, 2000s would still be fun. Because there's a lot of music I think from the from well even the late like the late '90s and the early 2000s. I think where it kind of bleeds bleeds together. Same with the '80s. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But well, yeah. Anywhere, like, the it's bookends just, of the decades. It's just different because, well, you weren't alive. But, like, I don't remember things from the late 80s. So, like, if it came out in the late 80s, but we listened to it in the 90s, my brain says Well, there's stuff the I 90s. listen to in the 90s that even now in my brain, it's like, oh, this came out in the 80s. But it did. Right. It came out in the 90s. Right. But I think it's more because it's the artist. Yeah. You will associate that artist with the 80s. You associate that artist with the 90s. Or the sound. Like, yeah. the song, like, this sounds so 90s, but it was 88, But my point 89. is, like, this isn't a great example, but, like, no, that's probably not really a good example, because I think more of their stuff was in the 2000s than it was in the 90s. See, I would think that Billy Joel is a 90s artist, because in oh, my mind, not. he's not at all. No. But in not even my, close. In my <laughs> mind... Because we listened to him. Why would you think he's a because 90s we artist? we listened to him so much. His first album young. came out in the 70s. We listened to him so much, <laughs> though. 
<laughs> that I would have. That's shocking to me that you think of him as a nice. I would have thought that like Holy he shit. or that he was a bigger deal, and like he was still like full blown well, pumping out hits. In he's the 90s. always a big deal, but his last album came out in 1993, right? <laughs> Featuring the hit song. Um, famous last words. But they're, that last album is none of the Billy Joel songs that I actually know. I know. I think I might know that entire album. But um, like, well, probably now I know more of them. Yeah, because I I am probably one of his biggest fans musically. But like, I but, it's just like what we listened to in the nineties. Yeah. Like, I would have had no idea that they were. But like, I think Oasis was in the nineties. Yes. Yeah, so so I think the idea is like my point with associating the artist is like Oasis was a nine like their songs came out in the nineties. If they released songs in the two thousands, it wouldn't matter. Like you're immediately going to assume like, oh no, these are from the nineties. Right. I was gonna say, um Well Boys to Men only had songs in the nineties. Blue Oyster Cult, but I think they were in the eighties. I don't know. They might probably not have been, though. I also think for some reason, I think of no, I don't. I think of REM as a '90s band, but I don't think of them as a '90s band. I think of them as an '80s band. No, I would think of them as a '90s band. See, I think REM, but see, I also think REM in my mind they're an older band than what they actually are. Yeah, I think it's the same thing with BOC. I think Blue Oyster Cult is an older band in my mind than they what they actually are. But they don't. Let me look that up now. Just to clarify. Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, definitely not who I'm thinking of. An American rock band formed on Long Island in Stony Brook, New York in 1967. Woo! Well, but that's when they formed. That's not when their songs are from. Um, Let's find... where. When are their songs from? Don't Fear the Reaper came out in 1976. So. But it has like an 80s feel. Um, and then R.E.M. When did Losing My Religion come out? It had to have been in the 90s. R.E.M. was an American rock band from Athens, Georgia, formed in 1980. But when did Losing My Religion come out? I'm getting there. 1991. Yeah. Okay. Everybody Hurts, 92. Yeah, so like the, I, that's why I would say they're a 90s It's band. the end of the world as we know it, 1987. Oh. When did Man on the Moon come out? When that movie came out. 1992. When did that movie come out? I don't know. In the late, early 2000s? We put a man on the moon. 1999. Yeah. Man on the Moon. Great movie. Great song. Great movie. <laughs> I don't care what anyone at this table says. Um, if you say so. The documentary is even better. Wild documentary. <laughs> it was weird. But thank you for joining us on this fun trip through the 1980s. Um, we couldn't say really down memory lane because we don't. No. Well, one of us could potentially have remembered it live in the 80s. Um. But yeah, we will probably revisit the ten worst. I'm not going to go back to that list of the best, but we find we will we'll find somebody, even if we don't do it on the show. Like that might be like a I I play this and you record it and then we put it on TikTok or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely. We're gonna ask someone from the '80s. We'll track. Maybe we'll do like a whole bunch of people. 
Yeah. Because my parents were there. My, my mom. Parents. My parents graduated in 1985, so like they were in it. Yeah. Your parents were in it. Like we could definitely. The only reason I wouldn't I ask your ten, parents is a because. The only reason I wouldn't ask your parents though is because their music like range is not very wide. But I don't know though. They would at least be able to say like, "Oh no, that song was really popular." Would they though? Yeah, they just might not have liked it. Because like yeah. my mom. I mean, was... you could ask them, but again, like. You're not branching out too much in that house, music-wise. Well, I don't know, though. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe <laughs> they just skipped over the 80s. They're like, you know what? This music is not for us, so we're going to... Well, I think they stopped before the 80s, in my mind. No. I think the 70s is the latest era of music they go. And then you come mm. back in in the 90s, in, but only in country music. We come heavy in the country music, we're like, yeah. but in the weird... Well, when you... In the weird band in the, country. In the 80s, you just like... We just kept listening to the Beach Boys. Well, you did like it. The Floor is Lava, but like your stones were like Billy Joel, Elton John. No, we didn't listen to Elton John. What? We didn't listen to Elton John. We did not listen to him, but like he was not. We didn't have his music at home. Unbelievable! What's wrong with you? We, people? we had one CD in the nineties. Unbelievable! And it was the Beach Boys' greatest hits. I and mean, then, I shouldn't be shocked that Elton John was not in a heavily then, Catholic household. But. And then eventually, we had the Titanic soundtrack. So we went, we had the Beach Boys' greatest hits. Well, that was the '90s. So and then we had the Titanic soundtrack, and then we had Billy Joel's greatest hits CD one and two. But we only listened to one of them. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. We will revisit this the worst ones at some point with somebody on our TikTok. So check out our TikTok page. Um, in my unemployment, I was hoping to put more stuff on there, but that hasn't happened yet i put one video up there um i have been oddly posting a lot on threads lately no one's using threads anymore been, stop it uh, lots of people are using no, threads at midnight or after midnight is the new show they're, they're using threads because they just not. did a hashtag war on threads even though hashtags are a thing on threads no one's using that um it's, they, they it's are complicated they and are. stupid it's not and complicated. i hate it it is it's just old twitter it's the yeah same but like i went on there and i'm like i don't want to see any of i don't care about people i don't know um so yeah check out our threads i think i'm don't, posting some quality do stuff on our threads don't do that um i've been sharing a lot of reels on instagram in our story to keep the Instagram like <laughs> relevant. Well, if you, that's what you're supposed to do. That's why so many people do that. Cause if you're not posting regularly, that's a way to get like traffic and people to notice your shit. I don't know. Just post videos of Robin raging out to the Winnie the Pooh. Song. I don't know. When I go to bed, I just watch like a handful of reels and just share them to the Instagram story. You should then... share that fart one. <laughs> I saw that one before and I thought I sent it to you, but I guess I didn't. <laughs> Um, yeah, so check out our social medias of all shapes and sizes and forms. Except for threads. Don't bother. Do check out our threads. Don't don't follow Kelly on threads, but follow the podcast <laughs> I don't page have on a thread. So shut up about it then. <laughs> I had it for follow, 10 minutes. I'm like, I don't get it. Follow the podcast on threads. Um, check out our YouTube channel if you're on audio. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get podcasts. You don't have to listen to it, but as long as you subscribe to it. Like, if you're watching it, you don't have to do both. be great if you did, but you don't have to. Just um, mark it as played. If you mark watch, it played. mark and it And if you're, played. again, if, to, to reiterate, if you're super into our opinion on Leave the World Behind, if you're watching this on YouTube, it is an audio-only experience. Um, came out 
as of this episode last Wednesday. Um, we have lots of thoughts about that. That's everything from us for now. Um, yeah, for all of us here at the Friends You Can Keep Studios. <laughs> <laughs> She's Kelly, I'm Brian, and I'm also Casey Kasem. Um, <laughs> we love you, and as always, thank you for being a friend. <laughs>